and gentlemen, welcome to episode 262 of the Drunk Dash Runs Podcast. I'm your host as always, I'm Tyler, and joining me, we have the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gables. What's up, buddy? Hi, I am doing fine. <laughs> Gotta tell you though, after the busy week of work, I am feeling jazzed just to play something. I'll tell you what, beginning part of the week it was kind of weird, my body kind of broke down a little bit, so I took that Monday off, just laid in bed for most of the day, which nice. I gotta admit... You gotta have a day of rest <laughs> when you're doing all this exercise stuff. But uh, for Jesus, it's Sunday. For Gables, it's Monday. <laughs> oh yes, of course. And considering I do hate Mondays, certain similar. But that's Gables is also Garfield. That's fun fact. <laughs> well, anyway, other than that, though, I started my week a little bit like a short. Went through Tuesday through Friday and stuff. Worked my ass off. I finished a game which we'll be getting into pretty soon but other than that though I've just been feeling like uh, feeling like this week has been sort of like a weird sort of like transitional thing like during work stuff during this and during that but at the same time I'm here I'm good (laughs) I've been playing some games and so how have you been Tyler I'm doing all right uh Work has been a lot like the weather the last couple months, where it's like, uh, or like it's like, oh man, sweet spring, and then you get snow. Yeah. Like, oh man, it sucks. Okay, a few days of shittiness, and like, all right, spring's here again. Snow. <laughs> uh, and that's kind of how work has been with like the busy season getting to an end. It's like, all right, busy season's pretty much over. We're, we're getting down to like, you know, about fifty hours a week now, and then, bam, seventy hour week for you right there. Bam, gotta work Saturday. Uh, so that's kind of how, you know, it was one of those, this week was winter, unfortunately for us, uh, as far as work goes. So I didn't get as much free time as I wanted to, uh, playing some games and enjoying the, it's been beautiful out the last, uh, week and a half. So, uh, I did get to play Frisbee golf though last Sunday with Justin, which was nice. Uh, yeah, we, it took like six hours and we played like nine holes, um, which is <laughs> typical for us. Uh, we've had many times where we, we were there for three hours and didn't even throw a disc. So, um... <laughs> We drank a whole, like, we'll, we'll drink a whole 12-pack of beer, but we didn't throw a disc. <laughs> we'll just sit there and talk and talk and talk and talk. And then, like, we'll literally, like, p- play or go to play, and we'll let those people go in front of us because we're, like, we're just going to take – we're slow. Just, just just go ahead and start. And then they'll they'll go to, like, hole, nine, hole 10, and we're still sitting there at hole 1 talking. So <laughs> that's that should tell you what we're like. We just get it going. Uh, we cannot multitask uh, when it comes to <laughs> frisbee golf. Uh, but no, it, uh, it was actually kind of a cool thing to at work, uh, today on Saturday. Uh, nobody was there, but my line. Um, and so there was just like six of us there and then like one maintenance guy. We never see him. So he's off doing other stuff. So in the break room, I, I actually talked, uh, I don't know if I necessarily, I don't know if I should take all credit for it. I'm going to, but I don't know if I should. Uh, but he started there. One of the, one of the guys started there like four months ago and he's been, he's a gamer. And he's been talking about, he's been asking me about the Switch, and I'm like, I've been kind of, I've been raving about it and stuff. And he's like, well, my concern is, you know, I don't want to just get Zelda and just play Zelda. I'm like, I've been like, dude, and I'm going off about, you know, Mario and Rabbids, uh, Mario Odyssey, Mario Kart 8, Arms, Splatoon 2. I'm like, there's so many great games for this thing. And I'm like, and if you like indie games, there's a lot of cool, and, you know, anyways, going on, spilling about it. So last weekend, he finally uh, went out and actually got, got one and got Zelda. And yeah. Uh, he bought Mario Kart 8 for it, and he actually brought his Switch in the day. And I've never played in uh, like the tablet mode before, or whatever it's called, but they put it on the yeah. kickstand. And he actually brought it in. So every break today, all both breaks and lunch, we sat there and we uh, did a Grand Prix on 200cc. <laughs> uh, yeah, and um, I um, I destroyed him, much like like he was uh. a, like he was a small child. Um, <laughs> no, he he beat me in the first one, but just barely actually it was kind of cool because we were doing 200 ccs and we were like always in the top two or three and uh the first but the, but the, the next two fucking destroyed him uh not no joke really actually destroyed him pretty bad uh but yeah he beat me in the first one by two points motherfucker he took the he took the ramp he ramped and he took the boost i played it safe and got second he passed me the last tenth of a second uh and he beat me by two points um but yeah, no, that was really cool. That's like the coolest thing I've done with the Switch, other than the I was the week Arms came out and Justin came over here 
and he was playing with the nun with the the what the fuck are they called? No, not the Joy Cons. I kept wanting to call them uh, nunchucks there, but the Joy Cons. <laughs> uh, he was playing on the tablet mode with those on my using my computer desk, and I'm playing with my TV, uh, playing arms, and we're playing online and everything together and against each other and stuff like that. And that's probably the coolest thing I've done with it. But that um, this was the coolest thing since then. Uh, getting to do that, and I'm like, dude, you should have told me you're bringing your Switch. That would have brought mine in. We could both, but it was cool. It worked out really well using the Joy Cons. Uh, not the preferred way to play, obviously, but you know when you're at work and you're just playing for ten, you got to play for fifteen minutes. Yeah, uh, really cool. Um, and another thing that was kind of weird before we get into like the meat and potatoes of the show. Um, so I don't know about you, Gables, but every every now and again, when I, I get into like a, I start playing a really great game. Yeah, uh, I like to go back and like watch like all like the trailers for the game. Like I did it with uh, like Uncharted Four and Doom and uh, Breath of the Wild. Super Mario Odyssey, I'll go back and I'll watch like the E3s and I'll watch reactions and I'll watch like every trailer I can find and stuff on it. Just because like, I'm like, man, what was it like? Just because you kind of forget the hype and like, what, what, were they, what did they show off before it got there? And uh, so I, I'm playing God of War and I did that with God of War. Um, so I should tell you that I've been really liking this game and I'll you know, obviously I'll get more into that later. Um, but I, for like the hundredth time, I watched the uh, remember the Nintendo Switch presentation they had last January when they finally yeah. revealed uh, like everything about it, mm-hmm. and it ended with the Breath of the Wild trailer and with the release yes. date. I have come to the conclusion that that is the greatest trailer of all time for video games. <laughs> really? That's so great, man! Like the music and the cues and everything. It's just and the, the build to everything. Um, Princess Zelda with the voice acting. You know, like, you know, Link, open your eyes. You know, I'm like, oh, shit, man. That hits you right, right. It just tugs at the heartstrings just a little bit every single time. Uh, and I, I, so I watched that and, like, I went and started watching, like, people's reaction, like, live reactions to it and stuff. Like, just get, like, that hype level back up. And it's, like, it, it, was, it, was, it was cool to see. So, uh, yeah. I, it, I don't know. I, I just like doing that. I don't know. I, every now and then I'll, I, I go back and I start. And maybe it's because E3 is getting close to. So I'm, I've been watching, like, stuff like that. Um, just kind of like look back what like last few years some of the cool stuff that happened like I did it I also went back and I watched like Last Guardian reactions um, I watched, so that's, that's been fun a lot of easy ally stuff because they're pretty fun to watch um, and they do the live stuff uh, but yeah no, that, that's kind of been my week uh, pretty crazy um, but a lot of uh, cool fun video game stuff in there but uh, speaking of video games Gables on our video game podcast um, you want to do news first actually Let's do it. All right, cool. So there's a couple small ones. I'm just going to knock them out real fast. Um, this one, first one is more for you. Uh, Sonic Mania Plus, we talked about it a few weeks ago. Actually, probably a couple months ago. Um, yeah. They announced it. It was going to be like $40. I believe it's $40. Um, it's going to be like a physical co- edition and a digital edition. It is like a add-on for – it adds like two new characters and it comes like a booklet. And it actually comes in like what looks like a Sega Genesis box. Uh comes out they actually get a release date for it now it is july 17th and um one of my big complaints about it was was that it felt like they were like double dipping on like the hardcore fans but um if you want so if you want a physical copy you can buy that and um that i don't know if i like that because whatever but anyways if you are someone that bought the digital version for the for the original sonic mania last year um you can upgrade to the new plus edition uh for five dollars it's called the encore dlc pack um, and when the game when it releases on July seventeenth for five bucks, you can upgrade and get those additional um, characters. Um, that's fantastic. Yeah, so I think that's kind of cool. I mean, I'm glad. I mean, they could have done the shitty thing, and I'm sure it would have, uh, you know, they would have made a lot of money off of it because the you know the hardcores are the ones that bought Sonic Mania, and they easily could have double dipped on those guys. And the fact that they didn't do it is a cool thing they did. What about you, Gables? I think that's a fantastic idea right there because. That gives you more incentive for people who have bought the digital version of it. I mean, hey, $5 is a great entry price for a DLC pack in general. And considering that they're paying that and not just having to pay the full 20 bucks again for a kind of like a remix thing that they could have done, you know, separately. But they chose not to this time around. It's a pretty good thing. I mean, I'm excited just to see the remastered certain bits of the courses from Sonic Mania plus playing as both the new characters as well is going to be interesting too. So yeah, I can't wait. In the middle of July, it's going to be a dead period for some uh-uh. of us for playing games. Mm-mm. For some of us. 
Mm-mm. <laughs> the one that comes out four days before the Gables. We just talked about this for the show. Oh yeah, July thirteenth. Captain Toad. Mm-hmm. Game of the year. <laughs> Game of the fucking year. And also Octopath Traveler, but who, who fuck? It's gonna get buried by Captain Toad, so it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> everything is gonna get buried. You know what? People should be scared of Captain Toad, not Red Dead, Red Dead Redemption Two. They should. <laughs> if they put Captain Toad in October, Red Dead Redemption Two would move to January. Okay. <laughs> That's how that's how big Captain Toad is to uh, to gamers. Oop! I should I front turn my phone off. I'm gonna turn my phone off really fast. Oh, the Dubs are beating the Pel- the Pelicans uh, by 21 points at halftime. Gables. So God damn. There you go. There you go. There you go. It was Dubs. I thought it was like freaking Rockstar Games. I thought, yeah, yeah. We take exception with that <laughs> statement. <laughs> like, they call me. Is like uh, you guys. You guys are like fucking crazy. And you shut your shit down. Uh, we're buying you out and we're shutting you down. Yep, yeah. Fair <laughs> enough. You know, it was, it was a stupid thing to say, but I, I stand by it. Um, moving on though. Uh, so, um, in case you're not tired of the battle royale game modes, because I know Gables uh, loves them so much, uh, they uh, H1Z1, which was a zombie open world game like Daisy uh, from like 400 years ago uh, on Steam. It's finally coming to PS4. This thing was supposed to come to PS4, like, around... Like, this game was announced on the PS4 around launch time. Like, before launch of the PS4. Wow. They were like, this is coming to PS4. Well, it's finally coming to PS4, but not the original H1Z1. The new free-to-play Battle Royale game mode is coming uh, May 22nd. Technically, it will be coming in beta. There's a closed beta now you can sign up for, and you can, you can get it and play it. Um, there's a $30 pack you can buy. It comes with gear and some weapons and shit much like what um, Fortnite's doing. Um, but I saw an article on IGN, and I didn't I didn't read it. I just read the headline. But it's, so far this year, there's been 18 Battle Royale modes or games announced that are coming out this year. Ugh. And that doesn't Ugh. include Call of Duty and Battlefield yet because they're not officially uh, announced. <laughs> just hearing that, just hearing that factoid right now that just kind of makes like... Uh my mind sort of wander a little bit is like how many battle royale games are going to release in this year yeah. <laughs> Freaking 18 18 it's not even are may you serious it's not even may yeah as far as like the h1z1 stuff i mean hey people who are fans of it that own a ps4 hey hey you're gonna be playing a little bit of it but to be perfectly honest i think this is kind of too little too late in terms of like h1z1 stuff because even if that thing does release the free-to-play model like it had been for quite a while on Steam, yeah. why the hell would somebody want to play that if they had the option to play, say, Fortnite? Or if they own an Xbox One and they're still playing that or PUBG or something like that. You know, it's it's just releasing it for the sake of having another Battle Royale mode that's so fucking popular right now. I mean... Come a year from now, I don't think we're going to be hearing much about Battle Royale games. <laughs> They're oversaturated. It's been oversaturated. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm curious how the, the bubble of Battle Royale is, is going to go. Um, yeah, I'm interested too. Uh, you know, I think this is going to be a make or break. I think the next, I don't want to say this year is, um, <clears throat> but I think the next, you know, 12 to 18 months is going to tell you if this is a fad, which I don't think it is. I think it's it's a real thing now, but I'm curious. Right. Um, like, are we just going to see more of, like, the PUBG knockoffs? Fortnite did it and has now is destroying PUBG uh, as far as revenue and players go. That's very true. And they've also done a very good job in, like, uh, not only supporting their players in terms of content, but the way it, the gameplay has been, like, refined and stuff in comparison to PUBG and stuff. It's made it vastly popular, even more popular than, say... You know, Fortnite is a lot more popular right now than PUBG is, obviously, but yeah. I think those two are the exceptions for the whole Battle Royale stuff that other developers have been making their own styles around, but... Yeah. Well, yeah. and PUBG, I think the one benefit for H1Z1 is it'll be, the, I think, only the second game, Battle Royale game on the console for PS4. Right. Because PUBG hasn't made PS4 yet, and that's still... Oh, excuse me, it's supposed to be coming, I think, late this year, early next year to PS4. Because uh, Xbox only signed a you know a certain term uh, exclusive agreement for it. Um, 
so yeah, I, I'm. This is, I think, like I said, it's gonna be make or break the next 12, 18 months. Like I feel like, are we? It's either gonna be too much too soon, and what's gonna happen? Is, it's gonna be kind of what multiplayer games has turned into the last uh, four or five years. But in a, in a worst case, where this is a, it's the biggest, most played uh, game mode game, whatever you want to call it, out there. But what's great for it right now? There's only like two or three big ones in the Radical Heights, the new Cliffy B game from F who worked on who came from Epic made his, now has his own early access version that's uh doing fairly popular right now. Uh it's it's still I think it's like free to play. Uh that just came to Steam, but now you get H1Z1. Um so it's I don't know. I'm, I I think like I could see what's happening with this where like remember like I've talked talk about many times before but Call of Duty was great back in the day. When it was like that was a one that was the one of maybe well, there's maybe two or three big big like um, popular multiplayer games that come out a year a decade ago, in the last five or six years there's like one a month or one every couple weeks you know like we we get like especially in the uh, in the the holiday season we've seen like a brand new uh, shooter or brand brand new multi big multiplayer game that comes out almost every other week, uh, so now we're seeing you know fifteen twenty big games uh, multiplayer games come out every year now we're gonna possibly see. 15 to 20 uh, battle royale game modes games whatever you want to call them yeah. on the market in a short amount of time you're going to split the player base up i think obviously like PUBG and fortnite will be fine but yeah. um there's gonna be a lot of people who are going to drop off so and then you got call of duty and battlefield coming in there if they come out both this year with their battle royale modes this can be um almost catastrophic in a way for this for these where it's just like now we're just there's people over here there's people over there your friends are playing Fortnite, but the other friends are playing Call of Duty. So, yeah, I'm just kind of curious. Like, I feel like they can easily, they can, uh, like, there's this really cool game mode, and there's this um, potential of big money that, that a lot of people see in this, and it's it's an easy way to get a headline for a game, um, and get you know, and get some get noticed, even for a Call of Duty or Battlefield. But um, you could very easily, in a way hurt this this phenomenon that's been going on the last year and a half or year um you know in a very short amount of time it feels like it's this balloon or this bubble is expanding a lot faster than multiplayer gaming did a decade ago but i guess that's you know it's the time with technology and things like that and now there's more people making games than ever so this is bound to happen but it's just it's crazy so i'm curious what like what cool it maybe if there's if these the other battle well games come out what what are they can do to make it different make it stand out if anything other than just being 100 players on a map last man you come down on the parachute last person survives wins mm. um but that's uh yeah that's kind of the other small stuff so the rest of the show or the rest of the news is going to be heavily focused on nintendo um and like i say this every time but when we do when we do like a nintendo focused show for um for news but like they've been killing it the last year and a half with since really they announced the switch in like, October 2016 so it's gonna happen uh, so um, I put the same article in there twice I didn't I just now realized that uh, <laughs> uh, so that I can I put the same I put two articles in there twice okay so I'm gonna delete those out of there right now uh, but Nintendo revealed uh, I'm gonna do the couple smaller ones and then we'll get to the big one at the end but uh, Nintendo revealed um, that they are going to be uh, Nintendo is revealing, sorry, their online subscription in early May. Hey. So as early as next week or in the next two weeks, we should be hearing from uh, Nintendo. They're going to come out and they're going to talk about that, and they're going to give you all the details about it um, before E3. So, uh, Gables, what's your what's your uh, hype level for this online subscription? Well, all I gotta say is about damn time they've they've mentioned something in regards to their online stuff. I'm fairly excited. To see what they are going to reveal. At the same point, I kind of feel that uh, with their unveiling and stuff, my excitement level is kind of moderate. You know, I'm excited that they're going to announce something, but I'm keeping a tone back a bit because I think it's not going to be as exciting as what people think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The uh, I'm with you. The optimist in me is like is excited because of all like it's like that thing you hear. But whenever they announce the direct. And it's like you start fantasy booking that direct. I'm like, okay, they could announce this. What if they announce this? What if they show this? Even though if it's a great direct, it never totally lives up to the hype. 
Yeah. Um, unless they have something out like absolutely crazy like the last one where they had Smash Brothers um, and obviously Captain Toad, the biggest game of all time. But um, <laughs> like every now and again, but for the most part, like when you like if they give you too much, too long to like talk about or think about the cool things they can do with it. it not just Nintendo, just anybody. You know, we do this with E3 every year. We talk about all the things we can see at E3. Uh, we do like the the we do like the the week before we always do like the what we think is going to happen prediction shows you know uh, and then we like we read about them we we listen to podcasts we watch about them you know and it's like oh shit that's cool and it never like they're all, they're usually still pretty great pretty good or you know but they never like, there's always that one or two things are missing so for a year and a half for you know they since they announced they're going to do an online subscription base it's like okay what is this going to be other than me having to pay twenty dollars a year for to be honest, you're a pretty shitty online service. Um, what are, what are you giving me here? Because if it's just the same online service, it ain't worth twenty bucks a year, especially when you give it to us for free no. for a year and a half. Um, so the optimist in me is like, I'll think of all the cool, great things we can get out of it. The pessimist in me is like, what if they're just trying to get all the bad news out before E3? Because like, if they announce it at three E3 and it's not as cool as we thought it would be, it's like. That would just that would just ruin E3 from Nintendo. Even if they announce all kinds of cool stuff, like this is like the one of their bigger things that they're going to have going on this year, outside of all, some pretty good games. Um, so I don't know. I um, I'm hoping that I I love I love the idea of there being like a Game Pass thing, what like Xbox has, but with their virtual console. Uh, right. I think I don't see that happening. I think twenty bucks a year is. They can charge a lot more for that. They would. They could probably charge you know five, ten bucks a month for that, every yeah, and and do very successful with that. Then just twenty bucks a year. Um, but I don't know. I don't, there's, I have a lot of emotion, like a lot of different emotions. I'm I'm feeling out of this, where it's like there's excitement and there's like oh this can be really bad, not really bad, right. but this can be like hey you're not, like you guys are paying twenty bucks a month now for this thing that you've been getting for free for a year and a half. Like that's, I feel like that'll probably be the worst case scenario, which isn't that bad. Twenty bucks for for video gaming, being a gamer is a very expensive hobby, so twenty bucks a year for something isn't all that much. So no, not really. Um, I mean, I'll pay it. I'm not gonna be like it's. A, I'm gonna be like, yeah, I won't be happy about the twenty bucks if that's the case, but I'm gonna pay it. Um, even if I only use it a handful of times a year, it's like PlayStation Plus. I'll go months without actually playing online. But when I, I'm just happy to have it, and every now and again, a good, great game out of it. So, um, that, yeah, that's kind of my thoughts on it. Um, yeah, my thoughts kind of like is sort of similar. But what I'm thinking of is uh, just the incentive of when I do pay for the twenty bucks a, a year and stuff. Is there something more than just playing online? You know, they yeah. have to establish what are the extra things on top of playing online that I should be excited about buying. Is it worth like the span for about a year or something just to have the service in general? Because as far as like my online playing is concerned with like multiplayer, I hardly do so unless I am gaming specifically with friends on specific games, like you know, the Mario Kart Eight or maybe an Arms on occasion or some I have played online stuff. But in general, I'm mostly a single player focused gamer. So if you don't entice someone like me just to try to go forth and, like a hardcore Nintendo fan, try to invest the $20 a year just to play on your service and stuff like that, it's like, what, then what is this service going to be for, pretty much? Yeah. In terms of, uh, the you know, for the people who don't really readily play online as much, but they still want to have like some sort of like incentives, say like say discounts on buying eShop games other than just what Nintendo selects in terms of certain like indie games or this and that. I basically kind of want some features that, that are prevalent from PlayStation Plus to be implemented for like Nintendo Switch. And I'm purely saying that in terms of like some of the discounts for some games, maybe they're first party or even third party games. Like opposite of say like uh, there's special codes they give out for your birthday for instance or other types of like nonsensical yeah. shit that uh, you're probably not going to use <laughs> yeah very true which which fun fact you know I've had like a little code or something like that from Nintendo that they personally gave me for my birthday but a lot of the games available they're on the Wii U and the 3DS so it's like uh uh no yeah no, it's, a, it's a shitty <laughs> it's a shitty thing to give you over here it's like hey yeah. here's these like games you bought because five years ago that you can get 10% off of there still full price 
Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, you brought up a good point, though. And I was, as you know, as you're talking, I was thinking about it, and like, if they would have came out of the gate with this, like twenty bucks a year, and it's just online gaming, that's fine. Because at twenty bucks, you know, Xbox and PlayStation are charging sixty bucks uh, uh, a year. They don't. They can get away with not offering any like you know free games. Um, if it, if it just came out and the online was as is, they had the they had the on the the app ready. Um, then I think they could have got away with it and it would have been fine. But um, other than the fact they didn't have an online game to play on it until Mario Kart 8 came out like two months later. Um, so I don't know. Um, I, they could have done it then. I think that, I think if they can go back in time, they'd probably just do it then. But now I'm kind of curious. Like now that people are like, like I said, thinking about it. It's like, and then they said they had the thing where you got a free game every month, but it went away after a month. Uh, so how they gonna how and then took that away. Like they gotta, they have to put something back in there because they can't. Hey, this is what we're offering you, and then pull, take it away from us, you know. And then like, so I'm, I'm curious. I'm curious how it's gonna work. A lot of different options, a lot of things. Like I said, a lot of motions, a lot of things spinning in my head. Like so many cool things, so many, and not really bad. I don't think it's gonna be terrible, but um, I think there might, there could be some outrage. But for me personally, uh, I'm trying to keep like you, much like you, trying to keep everything in check. Not trying to. Yes. I'm, I'm trying to go in this almost negatively because I don't want to be disappointed. Because sometimes Nintendo, man, they, they they're the the one company that can break your heart and make and you feel like like you're up in the clouds. That's, that's you know and yeah, you, you got to think moderately when it comes to announcements like that from Nintendo yeah. because they can go completely in one direction or completely another in the yeah. span of like just one announcement. Highest that's the of, kind of company they are. Yeah, highest of highs <laughs> and lowest of lows for video game companies. That's Nintendo. Um, other than Konami, exactly. For every Twilight Princess reveal, there is a Wii U music reveal. So let's just say that. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> that was a thing. Man, I forgot about that. That was bad. Sorry, really <laughs> I was drinking my beer. That's really funny though. I forgot about the Wii music. I think it was terrible. Uh, Robbie drums. I'm just saying. <laughs> that was so stupid. Um. So moving on to another Nintendo topic. Uh, so came out uh, quarterly reports, and the reason we cover Nintendo and nobody else is because they're the only ones that actually give out details, and that's obviously because they're doing super well. They didn't give out these details when when during the Wii U, uh, PlayStation Four came out or PlayStation came out and said the PS Four, uh, especially uh, seventy nine million units sold, um, which is great. Uh, but no, and they said their uh, software sales were up twenty percent over this time last year, uh, which is crazy to think. Uh, when they had like Near and uh, Neo and Hi- um, Horizon, uh, yep. that came out around that same time, and this year they didn't have that. But uh, other than Shadow Colossus, but that's nothing compared to really you know Horizon as far as sales go. But like I said, re- you know we're, we're covering Nintendo. Xbox didn't cover anything because they don't announce anything now, since uh, PlayStation has been uh, quite frankly kicking ass this generation. Well, that uh, but, also, we're not really highly like uh, actively playing a lot of things on the Xbox One. To be perfectly honest with you, no, <laughs> uh, no. I've said it many times. I played a grand total of like seven hours of my Xbox One last year. That was for Cuphead. Um, but Nintendo came out with some details. The Switch has sold almost uh, uh, eighteen million units, which is awesome to hear. It's been out for a little yeah. over a year now, uh, about fourteen months as of this recording. Uh, and just to give you some detail, the GameCube sold 21.3 million units in its in its uh, life cycle, so yeah. it could very well um, could actually think about it, could pass it or be right about it um, next quarter at the end of this quarter. So yep. I think it sold. Uh, I think they. I can't remember the exact number. But I think it was around three or four million sold uh, in the uh, in the first quarter of the year. So. Very good chance, especially um, you know, with you know, Hyrule Warriors coming out there. That's obviously going to be a, a, a console mover right there for you. That's gonna that's oh, good. Yeah. For, that's good for ten million. Don't don't be sarcastic, Gables, about Hyrule Warriors. <laughs> you son of a bitch. I'm not being sarcastic with Warriors. You better not be. You better not be. And then when Captain Toad comes out, that's that's good for twenty thirty million. They're they're probably gonna pass the Wii when that comes out. Uh-huh. Um, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 
But um, they also came out and they announced uh, a lot of the, the sales for the um, a lot of, for the, the Switch games. These are all these are all throughout combined throughout the world. Um, usually they give us by territory, but this one they actually give us combined sales. So surprisingly, Super Mario Odyssey. Uh, not surprising what units sold, but surprising it's the most sold. Uh, 10.41 million units sold. So Damn. over half of the people that own a Switch have Mario Odyssey. Uh, Damn, Mario Kart, dude. Yeah, Mario Kart <laughs> 8 Deluxe, same thing. Uh, 9.22 million units sold, so slightly over half own, own that game on the Switch. Uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, 8.4, um, 8.48 million units sold, but nice. that includes one point. Five three million units sold for the Wii U, so about yes, about seven million of those units were, were sold on the on the Switch. So still, that's awesome. That's crazy here. Uh, I don't think they ever actually came out with official numbers for the Wii U version before until now. No. Um, Splatoon two sold six point zero two million units. One two Switch, f- fucking really two point two nine million units sold. Why? Why people? <laughs> Justin didn't even buy that game. So I should tell you something, okay? Why are people buying that game? That's a bad game. It's stupid. Uh, Arms sold 1.85 million units. Um, Xenoblade Chronicles 2, 1.31 million units. And holy shit, Kirby Star Allies in the first month on the market, 1.26 million units sold. Gables, a Kirby game. I did yes. not know you bought 1 million copies of that game. Uh, I did not buy 1 million copies or else I'd really be in the doghouse right now. But, <laughs> Ah, ah, that's very surprising with Kirby Star Allies. Mm-hmm. Especially with like a lot of the middling reviews, this and that and stuff. People are hungry to play new Nintendo content on the Switch. Yeah. That's that... just proof enough for you. If a Kirby game goes through and sells over a million, if this was on the Wii U, it barely would have cracked 500,000. I kid you not. If this was on the Wii U, it probably would have, maybe would have cracked 100,000. Maybe? maybe? Maybe. Captain Toad, I think, barely cracked uh, hundred thousand, that's great. Yeah, all the time. So, yeah, I mean, you know, you're right though. I mean, that's it. That just tells you where we're at with with the um with the Switch. Like where people, like you said, people are hungry to play games on it, and especially yeah. hungry to play Nintendo games on it. I can't um, get enough of that damn device. I mean, yeah, for I know. God's sakes, I have a PS4, have a bunch of great games for it, but I'm on my Switch, and. I want to play any games on it. I want to play things on it. It's, it's a Nintendo console I freaking have been waiting for for a hell of a long time because it's like I can play a lot of my good content on it with me on the go, but I digress. Yeah, uh, enough, like, just playing Mario Kart 8 at work today on break was, was awesome. Like, nothing's, even like a game, everything is slightly better on a Nintendo console, and I don't know why that is. But it, maybe it's the fanboys in us. I don't know, or it's a little bit of our childhood creeping out. But um, everything is slightly better, gaming wise, on a Nintendo console. Uh, so, yeah, that I mean that's awesome. That's awesome here, Kirby. This is like the fastest selling Kirby game ever. Uh, obviously, um, I you know I talked about it. I don't know, it's fine. I played it for a couple hours, or and maybe an hour actually, and I beat the first two worlds. Like oh, okay, this is fine. This is not my game. Uh, it, yeah. So, but I'm glad to hear it's doing really well. Um, so yeah, that's cool to hear though. Like that. I mean, that's probably the first like Nintendo game that came out that was like, yeah, it's pretty good. Like it wasn't like like everything I announced there. Like pretty much everybody lost their shit over except for one two switch. Like yep. that was just like a that's just a my, that should have been a packing game. Uh, everything else on here isn't like fucking everybody's losing their shit over. Um, so that's cool to hear. But um, moving on to our last topic of the show, uh, Nintendo is getting a new president. Yeah. Uh, so there's an article here. I'm just gonna read the article because uh, there's a lot of information here that I was like, oh, I'm just gonna, you know, usually I just kind of take out the, the interesting parts. But for the most part, this whole inter- uh, whole article uh, is pretty interesting. So current pre- uh, Nintendo president uh, Tatsumi Kimishima. Kimishima will retire in June. Uh, he will be seated by Shintaro Shin- 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 oh Farouk. <laughs> Do you know it? This, should be a, this would be a segment for the show right here, how Tyler can pronounce Japanese names. <laughs> Dude, there could be English names. I still couldn't do it. Mike Mil- Shintaro Shin- <laughs> Farouk. 
Theriyuka. Shantiro Hudukin. Hudukin. Hudukin is currently a board member. That's his name. I've dubbed it, though. Hudukin is currently a board member. I need to see the name now. I need to try to see the name. Shantaro Furukakua. Uh, is, is a currently a board member for the both Nintendo and the Pokemon Company. He'll become Nintendo's sixth oh president in uh, 128 years of operation. Only the fourth president since they started. They joined video games, so that's pretty impressive over little over 30 years. Um, he's 46. He's a particularly young appointment, which is uh, apparently a purposeful decision on part of Kim, Kimishima. Who Kimishima? Kimisha, uh, who wanted a successor that uh, could more easily connect with the company's customers. We will develop the company to, to its fullest, uh, Hadouken said. Uh, at a news conference, I will balance Nintendo's traditions, originality, and flexibility. Uh, um, Hadouken also speaks fluent English, so it's possible that he'll see him taking on a more public role. That former president, Satoru Iwata, that's easy, I could say that, uh, made so okay. popular in his time at the, as head of the company. Uh, Kim, Kimishima uh, became president three years ago following the, the death of Iwata and his short reign was pretty eventful encom- encompassing the end of the Wii U the rise of the Switch, the fr- fruition of many Nintendo's plans to license its IP to other companies including an upcoming theme park um, he was certainly busy he was successful too with Nintendo reporting that it's on track to uh, on track let me try that again with Nintendo reporting that it's on track to hit its highest profit since 2010 Another change, uh, Satoru Shibata. I know Shibata. That's a wrestling name. I know that one. Uh, Shibata, <laughs> president of Nintendo. See, if every um, Nintendo employee was also for, part of New Japan Pro Wrestling, I could say the name. <laughs> <laughs> it's so much easier. Oh, if, you just, if you're just a professional wrestler, I could say your name. Uh, president Shibata, president of Nintendo of Europe and host of many European Nintendo Direct broadcasts, will also become a board member. It's not clear who will succeed him. At, that, that part doesn't matter. I guess I shouldn't read that part. But Shibata, I know that name. That's why I was, I was so excited I can read it. Um, so part of the reason they did this, uh, obviously, part of the article is that um, you know, he's 46. Um, Kimoshiya uh, is 68. Um, so kind of the old guard. Of the and it's something we talked about in the past where the old guard um, was kind of needed to go away. There's a lot of people that were like very much, and they, there was a lot of things that came out towards the end of Iwata's time there, where um, a lot of them didn't understand the internet and uh, didn't under, didn't think that was a big issue or a big yeah. was a popular thing. Even going back to like 2008, 2009, when internet online gaming was like that was like the big thing that in that generation, um, and. The fact that we have this um, Hadouken, where the fuck you want, for Furukawa, uh, Santaro Furukawa. You just now see you're just making shit up now. Okay, <laughs> that's not real. Okay, uh, Hadouken is um, you know, he's forty. Like I said, forty six. He can speak English. Um, so he's gonna. Be, I, I hope that'd be great to see him be like the new Nintendo Direct guy. Uh, hopefully, get his own thing because they have the they have the new guy and he's just he's just kind of not bad. He's okay. But no one's gonna top Iwata. Like Iwata, he perfected it. Like that was like he started it, and he's topped it. And everybody's gonna compare him to Iwata, um, and even uh, Hadouken. Um, so, <laughs> fuck, stupid. Uh, I don't know. I, I I think it's interesting. It's surprising, you know, especially since I mean, you look at every president. Like I saw like a timeline of every president ever for Nintendo. Everybody was there for like. They were president for I think Iwata had the shortest term before that, and he was like thirteen yeah. years. Um, and all the other pres- presidents were twenty to forty years. Um, so now we're on our third president in four years. Obviously, things aren't bad for uh, Nintendo. It, this seems like it was a placeholder uh, president. It's like okay, um, yeah. we didn't really have like we knew Iwata was going, but we really didn't have a plan in place for a successor because there was a good because. Technically, he was president. For, he'll be president for three years when he when he retires in June. But uh, there was a good chunk of time where um, um, Shigeru Miyamoto and I can't the other person I can't remember his name, but there was like they were him and that one other person were basically co-running Nintendo for like uh, almost a year before they officially yep. um, put Kim Kimishima uh, uh, in. I'm not I'm just not going to try anymore. Uh, but before they put him in place, so this feels like it was just like all right, we just need somebody for now. We'll groom the next guy, 
while you're while you before you go, and this feels like that's what it is. Well, yeah, of course. Kimishima was basically a placeholder when like Satoru Iwata passed on and stuff, and then Furukawa, who's now the uh, I'm excuse me, who president <laughs> Furukawa? Hmm. <laughs> I think you believe. I believe you mean Haruken. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> basically, I'm kind of excited by this news in and of itself because now they got themselves a permanent president who's young, is more focused upon, you know, someone who's actually played a lot of their content in terms of like growing up playing Nintendo games. Because that was one of the main things I was reading about for some of the articles in response. Not just in response, but just from the announcement that they actually have a president. That's gone through, grew up playing bits of Nintendo games, this and that. And now he's in charge, and it may be a kind of like a shift in another type of like direction in terms of uh, being more like personal, like say in a youthful sort of direction for like Nintendo stuff, kind of like similar to what we've been seeing currently with the Switch and with other types of like game releases on it. So I think it's going to be interesting the next couple of years with. Uh, <laughs> With the new president behind the, you know, behind uh, Nintendo's decisions and stuff. Yeah. I think this is the first president ever of anything that's actually just a fireball that comes out a person's hand. So, <laughs> so this is going to be a really interesting time for Nintendo uh, and if the we world. Say anymore, I, if we say anymore, I swear to God, Bill Trent is going to come ahead. Just go ahead to your house or something. Just give you a big old shiryuken. Just out of nowhere. That's, that's, that's fine. I deserve that. Uh, yeah, I'm just I'm surprised I've heard the plane fly over. Um. Yeah. And so. major Nintendo news is always a plane. Yeah. Yeah. No plane. It's not quite summertime yet. So um, uh. when that gets there, then there's gonna be planes every twelve seconds. Fuckers. Um. <laughs> but um, that is whoa. That is all the news for the week. Um. Time to move into what we've been playing, Gables. Uh. Right. So. Are you uh? So you, you're you're continuing on your Poke Warrior way, right? Exactly. All right. Poke Warriors Way has been continuing on as expected. Over the past week, I had the chance to finish up Pokemon Black 2, which finally wrapped up my entire journey through the Unova region. I gotta admit, though, the playthrough in and of itself was highly successful. I encountered a shiny Grimer randomly through the sewers of Castalia City, which that was very surprising in and of itself. I evolved into shiny muck and all this stuff. This is just this pure like green muck and stuff like that. That was so fucking funny. Just like just having it on my party, because even when I went against like uh, the elite four and champion and stuff like that in uh, black two, I only used muck only a handful of times. I mean, it really wasn't like as useful per se because I could I did not find the TM for earthquake. <laughs> or any type of other useful moves. You, yeah, useful moves that may have helped. Is Earthquake the move that where you trip and fall over a board going through a wall? <laughs> no. Okay. No, shock. unfortunately it's not. It's shock not the Shockmaster master of moves. All right, sorry. But, uh... Sorry. That was too deep of a dive for a wrestling <laughs> reference. My bad. I'm going to go. I'm gonna back up with my beer now. Yeah, you're gonna have long time listeners just looking at us like, what the fuck is he talking about? Bored through a wall. But anyway, there were a bunch of good moments inside this playthrough. Up until the final moment where I was facing off against the the champion, Iris, her name was. She is a dragon master, because of course the dragon trainer is going to be the final boss inside of a Pokemon game. <laughs> I'm just saying. But uh it came down ultimately between my Excadrill, my female Excadrill I named Mona, against uh, her, oh god, this is big old like fossilized parrot it looked like, this big old fossilized bird, it looked like a parrot or something called Archon or something. It's basically part flying, part rock type, and it goes forth and it can hit you with move like a stone edge, which has a high critical hit ratio like a boost. It knocked out one of my party members just easily, but... It came down to my rock slide on Mona versus the rock slide on Archon, and I was able to knock out the last Pokemon and basically go through, and it led me to beating my, what was this now? 
my sixth Pokemon game in a row. Just think about that, for instance. When I started this Poke Warriors way, I just had a craving just to play a Pokemon game around March, you know. Finished one. Okay, that's fine. Start another. Finish that. And all of a sudden it's evolved to the point now where I'm starting Pokemon X. <laughs> I think you've beaten more games, more Pokemon games this year than I've beaten games. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Of course, you've tried more games released this year than I have. <laughs> well, that's because I'm an idiot, though. And <laughs> I have more money than, than brain cells. So. And I, don't have, okay. I don't have a lot of brain cells. <laughs> I'm on beer number five. So speaking of Pokemon X, I started it up on Tuesday. Yes, I started it off on Tuesday. I chose Fennekin as my starter. Fennekin is the Firefox starter, pretty much. And evolves fully into a Pokemon called Delphox, which is part fire, part psychic, but uh, purely speed and it can hit hard in terms of special attack, which I like that. So for the second starter that you gain, like the whole Kanto starter stuff, I went with Squirtle. Why? Because I like Blastoise. <laughs> Mega Blastoise. I like that one. Wow. Yeah, I know. Very surprising. Now the next Pokemon I end up getting on my team, and I gotta say though, it's it's one of the, those playthroughs where I know exactly the team that I want to play through with. So I got Fennekin, I got Squirtle, and I got that little goat. Skiddo, the grass goat. Plus I got that sword Pokemon, Hone Edge. <laughs> and lastly, as of right now, I got I caught an Eevee, which right now I have it evolved into Sylveon. Because, well, I needed a fairy type if I want to contend against a lot of the dragons inside that game. <laughs> so as for nicknames, Fennekin has a nickname of Socks. I have my Squirtle, which is nicknamed uh, Terra. I have Skiddo, which is nicknamed Moss. Hone Edge, which I gave the nickname of Widowmaker. Huh. <laughs> I know, right? And Eevee has a nickname of Jewel. Well, Sylveon does. So, in and of itself, I got five of the six members of my team already like, just completed right there. I've evolved quite a few of them. But as of right now, I've gone through about two gym badges, and I have roughly around over 13 hours played so far. And there's a good reason for that, too. In Generation 6, it introduced a couple different things. One, the PSS system, which allowed you to connect online. Two, the Pokemon Me, which is basically you feeding your Pokemon little, like, cakes and, like, just petting it and all this other crap. That's pretty much the key thing that you have to use if you want to evolve an Eevee into a Sylveon, or if if you want to evolve any Pokemon that requires you to, like, you know, just uh, have, like, a bunch of friendliness, like, highest friendliness stat or something like that, that's the mode that's most ideal. It's a lot better than what you could do in Generation 2, where you had to hope that your freaking Eevee would evolve or something if you gave it enough potions or gave it enough, like, rare candies or gave it haircuts and shit. <laughs> Because when I did that crystal playthrough, I had an Eevee on my team, but it would not fucking evolve or shit. <laughs> and I wanted a Numbreon. But uh, anyway, the last thing that they introduced right there is the super training thing. Now, when I first played through Pokemon X and Y to begin with, that was the mode I used the most. Why? Because it it allowed me to train my Pokemon in the stat that I wanted that was most beneficial towards them. And that's what's led me to spend a good solid, I think, five or six hours just doing that. And I've got five out of my six party members done. Don't need to really grind. Don't need to really, like, focus upon changing things. Got one slot left. Right now it's occupied by a ferret that I caught that's using cut and strength. I nicknamed him, like, uh, Oh, man, I think I nicknamed him, like, Pockets or something like that, or some weird crap. Like, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, it's so far, so good. I forgot how X and Y kind of handhold you a lot towards the beginning of the game. I mean, that's the thing that stuck out the most for me. I mean, the game looks, it looks okay for being, like, the first sort of 2D, 3D sort of hybrid kind of game of its type. I mean, the character models look okay, considering that these were from 
2013, 2014. So, in terms of, like, a performance and stuff, the game, I noticed, kind of runs sort of slow. Even on the new 3DS XL, you know? Kind of a little bit chugging here and there because of the whole 3D models and this and that. But other than that, it's still fun. It's still the type of game that uh, that I loved playing even back when it first released. Another thing I noticed, though, there's a whole bunch of good Pokemon available towards the beginning parts of the game where you have a lot of variety of what you want to play and what you want to run. Lots of familiar Pokemon, lots of this and that, but uh, other than that, yeah, I'm still happy just to go forth and play more of it. But other than that, that's what I've been playing. How about you, Tyler? No, it's cool though, man. <clears throat> you know, it's, you're right about the handholding thing. And I think that's a big part why I like that game so much. Uh, is because obviously you know, I'm talking about Nintendo 4 about like where I went from not really playing a Pokemon game since Gold, and, Gold Silver, Platinum uh, to what 15 years later playing uh, Pokemon X. So it's kind of a great way to jump in, especially yeah. with the new graphics and everything, the way it worked out. So. Yeah, that game, oh man, that game is incredible. I, I every every now and again I get the urge to go back and play that one. Um, saying I played, try to play Pokemon Moon. I try to play Pokemon um, Alpha Sapphire, I think. Yeah. And I kind of fell off on them. So I think it's more of a nostalgia thing. I think Pokemon X hit that nostalgia perfectly. Yeah. Um, I felt that way too. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I'm glad you got to hear you back into it. Um, so are, are you gonna after you finish X and X and Y are you can go into back into Moon and Sun and uh, Ultra Sun and Moon? Well, here's the thing. I think I've said this on record before on our okay. podcast, but I thought that Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon are best of editions of Sun and Moon. Yeah. Honestly, if I had to make a comparison, I would say that Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon are kind of like split third versions of Sun and Moon itself. Yeah. The Meaning there's not, there's not, yeah, sort of like that. Sort of like, uh, if I could technically play either Ultra Sun or Ultra Moon and get the entire experience, because it's mostly the same as Sun and Moon, give or take Necrozma and like all the other types of new Ultra Beasts stuff that was inside there. I thought Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, in comparison to the original Sun and Moon, was definitely better. And my current plan right now is once I'm finished playing Pokemon X, I'm going to go out and purchase the one version of the game I have not beaten yet. And that's Ultra Moon. Hmm. So that's going to be the coup de grace for right now. (laughs) But uh, that's the current plan right now. And... As far as I'm concerned and stuff, you know, Ultra Moon, I feel, is the perfect way to go through and end the Warriors way right now. Just up until, like, the whole next Pokemon game gets announced and stuff for Switch or whatsoever. It could be 8th generation, it could be this or that, but... I hope so. Inside comparison... It's like this, Tyler. It's like, inside comparison-wise... The reason why I did, like, say, Black and Black 2 is because, technically, Black 2 is the sequel. You know, Black 2 and White 2 were sequels to Black and White. They were different games at their core, despite being in the same region and having the same Pokemon, give or take the older Kanto and other older Pokemon appearing in Black 2 and White 2. But Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon compared to Sun and Moon, they're mostly the same, give or take the Ultra Beast stuff, and plus the whole <clears throat> battling all of Rainbow Rocket at the end of the game. You know, the after-game mm. content. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Yeah, I was just curious. Yeah, that's cool, though. Uh, that, that's fun that you're finally going to complete the uh, the last one you haven't finished, but, sorry, you uh, when you mentioned Pokemon Switch again, it just got me all warm and tingling inside again. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I understand that completely, man. Can't wait to hear more about it next month. It's <laughs> it's much like what I mentioned with online services for Nintendo, where mm-hmm. I feel like the worst case scenario is still okay. Yeah, for Pokemon Switch. So unless it's like Pokemon, like the match three game, that's actually worst case scenario. <laughs> but as long as it's like, if it's unless if you, even if it's just like, hey, we just remade. Pokemon Moon and Sun for um, 
the Switch. That's still okay. But, yeah. No, damn it. Excited. I've waited 21 years for this fucking game. I hope it's this year. I don't want to wait any longer. Um, <laughs> so, much like you, I've only really played one one game this week. Well, I guess you played a couple. But, um, but I've only played one game this week. Um, God of War. Talked about a lot last week. Uh, raved about it after only seven hours. Um, I'm probably 12 to 14 hours in now. Uh, okay. And basically everything I said last week still remains true. And I thought about the beginning of the show where I started. I got so into this game, I started going back and watching like trailers and shit like that. And I went back and watched the original reveal for this game. And it's kind of cool. Like the first, the original reveal for the game is like the first like five minutes or so of the game. And it was kind of crazy to see like the differences, uh, and that was like 2016. I think I think when they first revealed it, uh, E3, and so about two and a half years ago. And it was kind of cool to see like the, the the just the differences in it, um, very minor, but like they stand out, especially when they're fresh in your mind. Um, yeah. So I didn't, you know, I I'm deeper into the game now. Uh, it's getting better. It's 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 aging like a fine wine. This game is, and. Uh, <laughs> It just like the 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 gameplay is still feels great. They add new they add new enemies in there. And I'm definitely getting stronger, um, and I'm focusing. I found the things I want to focus on, and I'm doing that. And I'm, I'm getting so I'm getting much stronger. So the battles, the fighting, is getting. You know, I mentioned last week it's very Dark Soul esque. The the fighting is, and it's still difficult. Um, but I haven't really died in a while. And I don't know if that's just me getting better at the game or. Um, like maybe I'm actually competent at the game for once. I don't fucking know. Uh, but um, I don't. I don't believe that to be true. But uh, I or maybe I just found the right my my game style that works. But I it I just my favorite thing right now is just throwing the fucking uh, the the axe. Just yeah. just throw it every like for no reason even. <laughs> just throw it. The guy's two feet from me. I can hit him with the axe. Fuck that. I'm gonna throw it at you. And I'm gonna hit you in the damn knee, and you're gonna fall down, and then I'm gonna smash you when you're down on the ground. All right, that's my new, that's the, the coolest thing in the world to me right now. That's the best thing going on. It's just chucking a hammer for no reason at all, or this axe. I'm sorry, and just taking a guy's knee out and then smacking him on the ground. That it just feels so good. It's great. Um, so I do a lot of that. That's been great. Uh, and I'm still trying to find everything. Um, there's certain things I, I don't like. Yeah, I mentioned last week it being very much like Tomb Raider, uh, and I'm like, like, oh, there's all these cool places I can't get to yet, and it's like, man, this world, like, it's almost like overwhelming in a way how much stuff I have found I can't do, and I'm getting un- new unlockable things I can do to unlock those things I've seen before, but there's yeah. more shit I'm finding that I can't unlock as I'm unlocking things. I'm like, Uh-oh. I get to like a new section, and there's more shit in that section that I can't get to. I'm like, come on. So it's like my anxiety almost is going crazy in this game. It's like almost like playing a Lego game in a way for me. Oh, I can't get the completionist mentality now. Yes, and it's driving me nuts because I can't do it. Like, I just wanna... <laughs> this is why I don't play like Metroid and shit. It's because it's like there's so many. Like I just want to get there. It's the... let me go there, please. Um, so that's how I feel about it. Uh, these aren't really bad things. These are, these are more me problems than game problems. Um, but yeah, I I've, it, I. Absolutely adore this game. The I, I just did in a big boss fight today. Um, this game is like every moment is like fantastic, but they find like they still like I said they find a way to top it every every time. And it's like okay, that was crazy. I don't know. Like okay, that was a lot. I don't know. How I can keep going. Like I don't know how that get, get bigger and it gets bigger. And they find these great peaks and valleys in this game. Like the tone and the emotion level. And just not even in the story, but in the gameplay, they have like perf- almost. This is almost for what this game is, almost perfect. For like, I don't know how I'm going to play Shadow of the Tomb Raider later this year after playing this game. Like, <laughs> they topped it, and it was funny. I, I talked about like this game reminded me of Tomb Raider last week, and I was actually reading about uh, God of War. And funny thing is, is uh, one of the main people from the the Tomb Raider reboot actually was one of the key people that worked on this game. Uh, he's the one that actually pitched the idea of having the one-shot camera where it doesn't, it never moves, never cuts or anything like that. Wow. And he mentioned it to the dude during Tomb Raider when they brought when they brought back the reboot. And he was laughed out of the room. Um, they thought it was a dumb idea. 
and then they brought it here to God of War, and it's actually one one of the coolest things about this game. And there's a lot nice. of really cool things about this game. Um, I don't, I just, I can't, I, I this feels like, and I know it's not been the greatest year, and there's a lot of stuff that's still coming out this year, and it doesn't seem like it's going to be a super great year, but I just don't see how anything can beat this game this year. I don't know if this game came out last year, if anything could beat this game. Uh, that's how great this game is. Last year was a great fucking year. Uh, that should tell you how much I'm loving this game. Um, and maybe it's just PlayStation. They have found the uh, the um, formula to make Tyler's favorite games. Uh, but they have if if they did it on purpose, they did a great fucking job because it seems like every game they make right now, it's they have like it's like they have done like what Nintendo did in my childhood with great games. Like PlayStation is doing in my uh, as an adult, like the games that I love now, that's what PlayStation is making. Agreed. And they have like like what I've grown into as a gamer, they are making those games and they're fucking fantastic. It just feels um, like that uh, people like us that have been gaming for a while, that know what they want in terms of like doing like progression stuff in terms of. Uh, Level progression in terms of character development, character builds, objection-based stuff. It just feels like people like us are creating the games, and that's what makes it so much more interesting to play certain first-party exclusives upon the PlayStation 4 at the moment. Because it doesn't matter whether or not it's like a God of War, or it's like an Uncharted 4, or even like Horizon Zero Dawn. There's just stuff in there that's just interesting, and that keeps us engaged to the end. And that's fantastic right now. And that's and like Neil Neil Druckmann, who is uh, the director of the original, uh, the first two um, Uncharted games. And when yeah. Uncharted three came out, he started being the director, and then he split off to make a Last of Us. And he talked about like why the tone of like Last of Us and Uncharted four changed from the first two and for the first three. And he mentions like, well, now I'm I'm a dad now, or I'm older now, you know. So his his perspective and his the things that uh, in his life have changed. And I think that's kind of what it is. I think you, the way you said it is, the people who are making those games now are, are us, or they're, yes. the, they're maybe the generation before us. You know, they grew up with the NES right. and the and the and the Super Nintendo. We grew up like at the tail end of the Super Nintendo, both with the Game Boy and the GameCube and stuff like the sixty four and stuff. Right. Um, and it feels like those people are making the games for us now, and it's fucking it's awesome. And yeah, uh, yeah it's man, I I I don't know how many more adjectives verbs whatever you want to call them uh nouns i know some words um you i can use to talk about how great this game is i don't really know how much more i could say about this game to like make you just just play the goddamn game this is a like this is a system seller this is a game of the generation type game um so yeah it's great i i am loving it uh i didn't get to play for a few days which really sucked um I was like legitimately bummed out about the fact they couldn't play it, um, which you know, like I'll go, I get, I'll, I'll go like a week without playing a game sometimes, and like ah, it sucks, you know. I love playing games, but you know, I, I I couldn't play games for a week. Like Far Cry Five, I go a whole week without getting to play it, but I wasn't really bummed about it. You know, I wasn't like, am I, like, ah, yeah, I want to play, it, but I couldn't play it. Right. This right. game, I'm like, if I don't like, what am I? Like, it just it makes. Like I said this last week, it makes the workday longer. This game yep. does. Because that means that's more time away from this game. And I don't want to spend. I want to just play this game. That's all I want to do. That's all I think about at work all day is like how much. I'd rather be home right now playing God of War. Um, so yeah, this game is it's so good. Uh, I don't know how far I am. Usually in most games you can kind of tell where you're at. Um, like, okay, I'm getting pretty close to the end. Um, but I'm probably, you know, there's, there's some more stuff coming. I don't know how far I am. I put like like I said, twelve to fourteen hours into it. I've heard it can take you anywhere from twenty-five to forty hours to beat this game. So, am I a third of the way through this game? Am I halfway? Am I two-thirds? I have no clue. Um, but uh, I'm just kind of ranting and raving right now. Uh, but yeah, this game is great. Just just buy the game. It's basically the, basically this whole thing. Um, I'm, I can paraphrase it into just buy the fucking game. That's that's my uh, review for God of War. And. Uh, I'll probably talk more more next week, which will probably be essentially the same thing um, until I beat the game. And then at the end of the year, when we do Game of the Year podcast, and I'm like, hey, just buy the fucking game. That's basically the... That's just put that in the box. Tyler Courtney, 
just buy the fucking game. Um, <laughs> they can have that for free. Uh, yeah, so I think that's going to wrap the show for the week. Gables, you're going to be out of town next weekend, aren't you? I am. Actually, yeah. I'm going to be going out to the Seattle area. I'm going to be attending like a pirate cruise next Saturday. So, yeah, basically we could try to record the podcast a little bit earlier if you want to. It's all up to you, really. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be an interesting time. A few friends and I are going to be going out. We're going to be enjoying ourselves being pirates, pretty Arr. much. <laughs> nice. Yeah, cool. it's, like, it's like all the crude season. So, yeah, that's going to be interesting. Yeah, that's awesome. So, uh, next week might be a weird week as far as the show goes. I don't know how it's oh, going to yeah. go. Um, so it could be quarter early. could just be me. I don't know. Uh, you could just take the week off. I don't know. We can break the streak. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> Um, you could be the Brock Lesnar to our Undertaker streak of uh, recording a podcast. Gables. <laughs> you could be the Paul Heyman, actually. And the Pirate <laughs> Cruise can be the, the Brock Lesnar, actually. <laughs> to continue on with the wrestling gimmick. Uh, but uh, anyways, sorry about that. Uh, I just want to thank you guys for listening. Uh, if you guys want to hear more from us, we have a Facebook page and group, uh, Drunk Dashers Podcast. Uh, like and join us on there. On Twitter, we are at Drunkenness Pod. Follow us on there. On Twitch.com, Twitch.tv, we are our uh, Drunkenness Podcast. Follow us on there. Send us friend requests. Friends are good. We like friends. And then on iTunes, we are uh, Drunk Drunk Dashers Podcast. Uh, subscribe to us on there. Leave a five star review, please. Um, more people can give us reviews. More people can see us. And then last but not least, check us out on YouTube at Drunkenness Podcast. Or actually, I'm sorry, just Drunk Nerds. Um, Give us a thumbs up. Podcast goes up on there. Uh, subscribe as well, please. Uh, leave a comment. Uh, like, share, and subscribe, I guess. And then hit the hit the um, the subscribe button. Hit the little bell, apparently. That's a new thing people do on YouTube now is uh, ding, ding, done, uh, as I hear 50 fucking times a day when I watch YouTube videos. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, do all that. We greatly appreciate it. The more uh, people out there that like, join us, or follow us, subscribe to us, whatever – more people get to see us, which is great for us. It makes us feel great. Uh, more people, you know, more people see us. That's awesome. Uh, but I was your host. I was Tyler, and I have been Colonel Gables. So until next time, everyone. Hope you have yourself a good week and game on. Hey Gables. Yeah. Too sweet. Too sweet, man. Boys. <laughs> and we're out for another week.